0: What a fast show today! What a fast show! Uh, welcome into our final hour. It's the Plank Show on the Ref with Josh on Plank. Um, oh my gosh! Did you hear Bill Belichick start to his press conference today? No. Have you Have you heard it yet? Uh-uh. All right, I'm going to share it with you all right now.
1: All hey, right, morning seen as many cameras
0: since we signed Tebow.
2: That's great. (laughs) Uh, Nice little one-liner.
0: Oh, Bill Belichick. Let's go. Do you think Um, he's going to keep coaching? I do. I do. I absolutely do. Will he, so
2: I guess, I mean, it sounds like he'd be the only one of the three then.
0: That's right. I think Pete Carroll's going to move, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, oh, and by the way, Dan Lanning just posted on his personal Twitter feed a, a a team meeting in which he announces to his guys that he's not going to Alabama. Carrie, let me stop you there. I'm not going to be the next head coach at LSU.
2: Hey guys, but just want to is... just want to. Have you guys seen the movie Wolf of Wall Street? I got a scene I want to play for you. <laughs> I ain't leaving.
0: Uh oh, and 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 if you wanna I'm not gonna play it. The Dan Lanning one is, is is just about as Dan Lanning as you can imagine. Because not only does he say he's not going to Alabama, but there is graphic that says if you scare if you're scared your coach is leaving, then come play for us. <laughs> the ducks aren't going anywhere and I'm not leaving.
2: So, I mean, is that real though? He's confirmed he's staying.
0: Yeah. It's from his Twitter account. Nice. And it's a very, it's a very in-depth video.
2: That'll be tough though. When he takes the Clemson job.
0: Yeah. It's going to be odd whenever he, uh, he's hired a Clemson to replace Dabo Sweeney. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it will be awkward in a couple of weeks.
0: All right. Well, Hey, since, since we've got all kinds of news breaking all over the place, let's go ahead and hit the top five stories of the day on arguably one of the wildest uh, domino-falling days in the the coaching Sarah carousel, both college and pro, that we've seen in a long, long time. So let, let, let's get after it. Cavens Group, top five stories of the day on a Thursday.
2: It's time for the top five stories of the day. On three, two three, two three. Brought to you by
0: Newcastle Casino.
2: Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play.
0: Let's go, man. All right, here we go. Newcastle Casino, I-44, exit 107, newcastlecasino.com. What, I mean, just I want to look back real quick. We opened the show with a 15-minute interview with Damon Miner. We just spent 15 minutes talking about the Alabama coaching job with the man who knows Alabama better than anyone, Ryan Fowler. What a wave of emotions, right, from the sadness and then the memories of – of Ryan Miner and thinking about Damon and losing his, his twin brother to then you get into that excitement of, Hey, the sec is our future and we don't have to worry about Nick Saban in Alabama anymore. Right? It's just been a fun day on the guest bittersweet day on the guest front too. So thanks to Damon. Thanks to Ryan. All right, let's get uh, big story. Number five, number five. So I guess we're keeping an eye on two names, right? Zalance heard, And Terrence Ferguson in the portal right now. But I can't help but wonder what the retirement of Nick Saban is going to mean portal-wise for Alabama. Because I think Ryan Fowler alluded to this. A lot of these guys went to Alabama with the idea that what? They were going to play for Nick Saban. And now he's retiring. When a coach leaves, it opens a 30-day window for the portal. Retires, fired, reassigned, whatever term you want to use. So when we're talking about OU portal and battling for Terrence Ferguson and Zalance Hurd right now, I can't help but wonder what might happen next for some of these Alabama players whose future might be up in the air. Now, we know a lot have already announced that they're on their way to the NFL draft, right? Like the uh, Dallas Turners of the world, Kool-Aid McKinstry. Though, could you imagine what Dallas Turner would go for on the open market in college? I mean, he's going to make more money in the NFL because he's probably going to be a top ten, if not, you know, by the time things are said and done. Eh, I don't want to say top five, but definitely a top ten pick. Uh, But if you have one of the top edge rushers available on the portal market, oh, my gosh. But I'm curious, Josh, what it will look like for the rest of the roster, especially some of those younger guys now for Alabama and some of the portal guys they got.
2: Sure, and I can understand a little bit of the panic there. I uh, Do you think Ryan Fowler's right that it's going to be done before the weekend?
0: I just started talking with my mic off. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, and not just like kind of, like went into a whole rant.
2: <laughs> that happened well, quickly. It,
0: if if Dan Lanning is already throwing out that he I'm not going anywhere if Lanning's already throwing that out Josh it would lead you to believe that this is happening pretty quickly exactly. right right so and we're going to talk more about saving a big story number 1 but I just you know in looking at the portal Zalan Terence Terrence Ferguson, offensive lineman is who we've been talking about the most. We'll wait and see about the Jacksonville State kid once we officially get the Zach Alley announcement. Uh whenever that happens. And by the way, um, from everything I've heard, Zach Alley is here and he's, you know, basically it's like he's a coach. You know, he's he's involved in everything. So I wouldn't, again, I understand that maybe we ramp up some of that panic. I should point the finger at us when we're like, why isn't this happened yet? What's going on here? But I don't think there's reason for concern yet but I mean this this could open up a whole other option in the portal remember Todd Bates has Alabama roots and 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 by the way I don't want to get too deep in this but here we are we talk about the dominoes right just from the head coaching front now you know you you can't help but wonder all right what do these dominoes look like for assistant coaches I mean you telling me that a guy at Alabama wouldn't, might try to pick up the phone and call a Todd Bates. Whomever that might be and say, hey, got to come home, bud. We got to rebuild this. Well, I don't, think you're, I don't think you're rebuilding a defensive line at Alabama. <laughs> but, you know, hey, come on. Or you don't think that they might see a, a guy like Jay Valai and think, all right, hey, come on, let's go. I just – you never know when these coaching moves take place. And I firmly believe that everyone is pretty entrenched right now at Oklahoma, but – You know, you just – you never know how these dominoes could end up affecting you in a way that you never even thought about. Uh, Shout-out to – who was it? Was it Sooner – Sooner Tom or someone on the text line yesterday that had said Lee Davis was on her way to Central Florida and that was on Twitter and we couldn't find it anywhere? And I was like, I don't know, man. Lee Davis is on her way to Central Florida. Congratulations to her. And from what I understand, I know some people are like, why you leave Oklahoma for UCF? Uh, more responsibility, uh, more pay is is the way that I've understood it. And in those jobs, there's you know, I think you see a lot of people move around. So congratulations to Lee. Is there anything else from OU, Josh that we need to get to in the portal talk?
2: Well, just on that note, it will be fascinating, yes, to watch the dominoes and the ripple effects from a coaching perspective. and that yes, does trickle down to assistant coaches. But you're right, the, the roster itself for Alabama, there's uh, reasons to, to move quickly here. But even if they move quickly or if this you know pushes back a little bit into the beginning of next week, there's going to be some natural attrition. It's just the yeah. nature of a head coaching change. So what, what that means for maybe in Oklahoma or just college football in general is going to be <laughs> fascinating to
0: follow. By the way, the 918 sends a great text. He writes after the landing announcement. These are the current odds at Bet Online. <laughs> Dan Landing is still a minus one fifty <laughs> <That's> favorite. <great. laughs> that's,
2: that's a great text.
0: That's a great text. Good find on your part. And and by the way, I, I don't know why I do this. So, uh, from the four hundred five, even though that thirty day portal window opens, if a Bama player has gone to class, which started the other day for them, I don't think they'll be able to truly transfer until the spring window. I I believe attending class blocks immediate transfer what school you tell me school can affect your eligibility what are you talking about i you may be right you may be right but i just know that it opens up that 30-day window and they might not be able to actually make the move until the until the spring you could be right boy this this school is real classes Gee, it's really getting in the way of my college football, Josh. We need to do something about this. Uh, all right, big story number four. Number four. I should mention we've got we've got much, much more, uh, not just throughout the rest of this program, but obviously here on The Rep throughout the rest of the day on the retirement of Nick Saban. So uh, give us a moment to brag on the Oklahoma City Thunder, who got things going last night. Um, I got to be honest with you. I, I kind of thought that, I thought it might be a little bit more of a fight for the Miami Heat. But Thunder took care of business, beat the Heat in Miami by a final score of 128 to 120. Shea Gilgis-Alexander led the way for the Thunder. He had 28 points. Boy, Chet Holmgren's really starting to put a little bit of a chokehold, if you will, on that that Rookie of the Year award. 23 points and nine rebounds. Uh, No Jimmy Butler. Maybe that was part of the reason why the the number was where it was. Bam Adebayo had 25, though, for the Miami Heat. Thunder went at 128 to 120. Um, So after that little mini two-game losing skid, they won back-to-back games. And then coming up tonight, they're going to play the terrible Portland Trailblazers. So I would hope that you extend that to a three-game winning streak. But are um, are you buying some of the Pascal Siakam buzz? That OKC uh, is going to try and trade for him. Yeah, and it wouldn't be involving any of the "quote unquote" big three, which I assume I assume the big three in my mind is J-Dub, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, and Chet. Uh, and apparently, it wouldn't involve trading away Josh Giddey, which would lead me to wonder what in the world are the Raptors doing? <laughs> if you, I, yeah, it's a good question. If 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 you're able to make a trade that doesn't involve any of them, then. W- <laughs> What do you just get, like, 500 draft picks from the th- uh, the Sooners? But it uh, it looks like Oklahoma City would potentially be in the mix.
2: Well, and that would be a big-time pickup.
0: Yeah, it would. All right, big story number three. Number three. All right, let's hit these NFL retirements quickly. You and I didn't get a chance yesterday to talk about Pete Carroll. And Pete Carroll stepped down, and it was funny because literally we just talked about Pete Carroll, and in his kind of adios press conference, you know, the end of the year, he's like, my plan is to be here, which you find interesting. You're like, oh, your, your plan is to be here. But he ends up being reassigned within the Seahawks. I don't think Seattle has a next man up on their coaching staff, so that's a fascinating opening. USC Brian told us to keep an eye on, uh, Jim Harbaugh in Seattle, which, by the way, a couple of you have pointed this out. We were in a rush. Uh, he did misidentify the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, head Sirianni
2: coach. is who he. So to say. He, he said
0: Steichen. Steichen is the guy that's moved on to the Colts. So I just wanted to make sure that hey. we we pay that off. That
2: here. was, uh, by the way, quite the filibuster.
0: It really was, wasn't it? I was worried there for a moment, uh, but he crushed it. And um, and then Bill Belichick and the Patriots are having what is being described in this press conference, and I'm trying to follow while the show is going on, a quote-unquote mutual parting of ways. I think Belichick's coaching again. Where is it going to be, though? That's the question.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, probably wherever he wants, right? I guess so. The, does, uh,
0: does, does Vegas factor into this
2: with Tom Brady there in Vegas now? Maybe. Uh, I think the commanders could be attractive yeah. because of what was mentioned uh, recently on the text line. Lots of cap space, uh, you know, a lot of draft assets that that type of situation could be uh, attractive. How long does he want to coach? Is it is it a couple more seasons? Does he think five could, could he go 10 years? You know that I, has to factor in here, too. Right. Like how ready made to win now does it need to be?
0: That's right. In in his kind of pantheon of needs, does he still want control? Does he still want to run uh, the front office? Or is Bill Belichick willing to say, all right, I'm out. I'm moving on past that. So Pete Carroll out, Bill Belichick kind of uh mutual parting of – not kind of. I mean a mutual parting of ways between he and the New England Patriots. Uh, and it looks like what – They didn't name Gerard Mayo at the actual presser, did they? That didn't happen because I saw the odds dip that we talked about. But I don't believe that's happened yet. My computer is starting to act weird on me, so I've got to try. I've got to go to the phone now. Dang it, Josh, this 12-second inconvenience of trying to to look for something on my laptop. Now I have to switch to my phone. All right, nothing official. Nothing official on the next head coach of the new england patriots oh by the way some in the middle news. of in the middle of this uh after reports that quinn ewers was going to return to texas were quickly kind of countered with eh, maybe not right and there was a little back and forth then there was the report from anwar richardson i believe that said he hasn't been promised the starting job if he comes back Quinn Ewers is returning to Texas in 2024. This uh, breaking news report brought to you
2: by Wagner's Heating, Air Conditioning, Electrical, and Plumbing. We sell the best and service the rest. Yeah, he's not been promised the gig because they want to try and keep Arch Manning on campus, but uh, stop it. It's not a quarterback competition.
0: He now, bro, he might jump to the top of NFL draft quarterbacks in 2025. He might jump. Shador Sanders. Has JJ McCarthy announced what he's doing yet? He hasn't. No. I don't think. Okay. But Carson Beck. I don't do you see Jackson Dart as an NFL guy? Uh yeah. I, yeah, okay. I, I, okay. I do. Okay. But yeah, Shador Sanders. Maybe Connor Wegman. We'll see if he can stay healthy. Jackson Dart. Carson Beck. But Quinn Ewers will be right up there as a guy that's gonna be talked about because of his natural ability as one of the top NFL draft prospects in 2025, right? But he felt like another year of development. He's got to feel pretty good, right, that he's going to get that job if he's coming back to Texas.
2: Yeah, he's he's the starting quarterback, okay? Don't let Anwar Richardson or anybody confuse you.
0: Oh, boy, Archinon is going to be going crazy with this one. Next
2: uh, starting quarterback for the Alabama Crimson Tide, Arch Manning.
0: (laughs) What if Quinn comes back and Sark takes the Alabama job? I guess that's a possibility, too. Um, All right. Oh, my gosh. There's so many texts. All right. Big story number – where are we? Two. Number two. In what I thought was going to end up being the big story of the day, uh, but, of course, the coaching retirements have taken over. Let's quickly recap both the basketball games last night. I was with the OU women's basketball team in Manhattan. They fall to Kansas State 74-57. to I don't even know how else to put it except this, Josh. That final score does not indicate how competitive this game was. Nor does the final stat line of Aoka Lee indicate how good of a job Oklahoma did against her Uh, afterwards Bronchek talked with the media about the frustrations of just not not really being able to get over the hump last night well
2: i don't know i mean i thought they shot the ball really well especially from three at that in that second quarter and um i think that we did some really nice things i mean we turned them over a little bit in that third quarter we just had to convert it to some points but uh, i felt like we did a nice job of playing team defense i think we I, I, there were some things I don't know if we could have done really much else. We got to get better. We got to get older. We got to get stronger. We got to get a lot of things. But um, I, I thought there were some really good things that we did that we could control,
0: and we controlled those things. Yeah, uh, it's Coach Bronchak. Uh She's I think she's going to come on with us Friday, two o'clock inside the LNC for Oklahoma and Texas Tech. The one, the one note that kind of stays with me from last night's game was just the overall shooting. Sooner shot just 27% from the floor, but they were 25% from beyond the three-point line. Nevaeh Todd had 13 points, Josh, and had 11, like, midway through the second quarter. Peyton Verholst hit a couple of shots, but she hasn't been able to kind of get that snowball rolling downhill. She finished with nine on two of 12 shooting. Uh, and Skylar Van and Sahara Williams were both in double figures but it was just a rough shooting night. Meanwhile, you know, they did a good job against Aoka League. You see 19 points, but I think she scored the last six. Um, but they did – I mean, Oklahoma did a good job in, you know, not letting her beat you. But then Sundell had 16, Gabby Gregory had 13, Glenn had 11. Um, who are they bringing off the bench? Where's my Where's my home stats? They had a player in Ziana Walker. That I didn't even really have early on my board, who scored in double digits last night. So they had five players in double figures at Kansas State to win it, 74 to 57. Meanwhile, hard-fought, tough loss for Oklahoma's men's team on the road as they fell 80 to 71 at TCU. Here's Porter with, uh, Porter with Toby Post. you want, we got. Oh, hold on. Uh, let's try the second take, Josh. In three, two, one. Here's Porter with Toby post game. You know,
1: we made uh, we didn't play well enough to win. There's a sm- there's a small margin of error, and I thought our guys fought. They battled. We didn't play. We made some some low IQ plays. I mean, we got caught on a. Uh, we just came out at the end of the timeout, at the end of the half, and talked about a switch, and we didn't switch, and they went in for a layup. Same play, same thing happened. Uh, they called the timeout, and they came out of a timeout, and we were supposed to switch, and we didn't. They went in. We fouled jump shooters. Um, that's not a that's not a high IQ thing. Um, I thought we responded. We turned it over a lot. I, I love Javion. Javion had six turnovers at half, and I said we said to him, Javion, you got to be stronger with the ball in the second half, and he didn't pout. He didn't like go, man coaches on me. He came out, and he had zero in the second half. Came out right away, and it's everything you want. We got to get everybody on that same page. I thought, um, you know, when you play a team this good in this in, on the road, there's smaller margins of error. And um, I just thought we you got to we, we fouled jump shooters. We you know we, we, we missed some assignments on D. Um, we you know we just didn't we didn't play well enough to win, and it was still in reach. Um, so that's what's frustrating.
0: All right, OU men, we know what's coming up. Saturday, 1 o'clock in Lawrence against the Kansas Jayhawks, who lost to UCF last night.
2: Speaking of the Kansas Jayhawks, they won in women's basketball. They handed Baylor their first loss. Dude,
0: that was Big 12's just wild right now, both men's and women's basketball. All right, gets us to what we all know is big story number one right now, not just uh, in our world, but in the college football world. Number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Oh. Let's go in depth on what we know about who's next at Alabama. It will not be Dan Lanning, even though he's still the betting favorite, <laughs> according to Dan Lanning. And Quinn Ewers has announced he is returning to Texas for another season. Quite an interesting day of college football news, even during the quote-unquote slow season, with the Plank Show right here on the Home of Souter fans. You know what? Uh, you know what is frustrating, Josh, to be honest with you, is this Saban news. And then, obviously, following the who's taking it or who's not taking it, who's a candidate, and who isn't. It's really taken away from our time to talk about the Jason Whitlock, Stephen A. Smith feud. I just want to make that very clear. <laughs> right. So, is calling people fat back? Can we do that now? I, I thought that was frowned upon. I think I if you you're Stephen A., I guess you
2: can. Well, okay. Well, it it wasn't
0: totally well-received, though. I, I, I
2: strolled through the mentions a little bit, and there were some folks. That, I mean, it was – I think probably more in favor of Stephen A. Smith. But there were some people that were like, all right, so we're just going to result to name-calling here?
0: I think also what hurts Stephen A. Smith is one of the first people that's like, he's right, is Jamel Hill. And you're like, (laughs) ugh, your support on this one. Sit this one out, please. Okay, Okay. with that one. All right, to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I was waiting to hear from Bama Tom, Uh, and we finally have who hits us up at 405-651-3439. Thankful for Nick Saban. Have gratitude for all he did. Also, have sadness that he retired. My sadness, though, comes from greed of wanting more. Getting more championships wasn't going to do anything more for him. But I'm glad he can retire at the top of the game and on his terms. God bless and roll tide. Someone, uh, Mike Griffin is a guy that I have a, I'd say, a good relationship. It's only contentious because he's a Georgia guy, and I'm an OU guy, and we're not pals yet like Fowler and I are. (laughs) Maybe it develops. Maybe it happens in time. But he won't let go of somehow Oklahoma cheated uh, Georgia out of its spot in the 2018 playoffs, that somehow something nefarious happened and it didn't matter that Georgia lost two games, something happened that allowed OU to slide in with Kyler Murray. I think all my years run together, but I think that was the 18th season against Bama. But he did have an interesting poll question today on his Twitter feed. He said, do you think Nick Saban would have won another national championship in the NIL portal era? And I know that it's a Georgia-based publication, but I still would say yes, right? He almost won one this season. I mean, they had the eventual national champs in overtime. And what did we, you know, how do we feel about it? They had them right? in overtime. They, they had them before overtime. They just needed the final stop in regulation. I don't, know, I don't know if Washington would have ended up beating Alabama, but I don't. I mean, I don't suddenly look at Alabama as he's getting off a sinking ship or anything. Let me see how his poll's going so far. Oh, as you might imagine, Josh, 52% of these Georgia fans are saying, no, Alabama was never going to win another national championship. (laughs) Um, Is this the right time to make the move, though, for Nick Saban, you think?
2: I, yeah, that's I think the tough so. one, right? Well, I mean, I think he could have kept going. So sure. It, if it's the right time for him and, and for his family, then, then it's the right time. I, I don't think it's yeah. a bad time. I mean, I think everybody probably feels like, okay, I would have liked to have gone out a winner or this or that, but six championships over the course of 12 years at Alabama, seven, uh, when you throw in the LSU national championship, I mean, he accomplished anything you could have wanted to accomplish. So, I mean, I, he could have retired a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, I. Dan Lanning has put out his videos. I'm not going anywhere. If you're worried about your coach leaving, come to Oregon. But yet he's still the betting favorite to take the job. Uh, Ryan Fowler was on with us earlier and said, I don't really know how much of a candidate he truly is. right? And there was a lot of people that felt like he wasn't necessarily ready. So I guess, does this put Steve Sirkiesian on the clock now? I mean, is he the next, if, if you want to believe that the first choice that they went after Dan Lanning and he said, no, I I don't know if he would be the first choice. Remember he was the guy right up there at Brent Venables for the OU job. Whenever Coach got hired, I mean, do you you think Sark takes it if it's offered to him?
2: I don't because and the the only reason I say that is because Quinn Ewers announced he's coming back today. That's right. So I uh, would have to think that now coaches aren't going to be honest with every last inner working of their mind in every single scenario, right? But I would imagine Quinn Ewers probably has a pretty good idea on uh, Sark's intentions, don't you
0: think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I think so. I got three that just hit, and I like all three of them. You ready? Yeah, fire, fire away. Fire um, away. And then we'll go in depth with Josh uh, after the break. For the 918, fun conspiracy to consider. Bama, uh, Bama only made the playoffs because someone special in the coni- uh, committee knew this was it. Oh, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. (laughs) I like to believe that Alabama made it because Florida State's quarterback got hurt, and they weren't the same team with, I don't know, who was it, Rottweiler or whatever the quarterback's name was. They weren't the same with him, and we saw that in the New Year's Day Six Bowl as we were without him. Now, I know Danny Cannell, go through your list of opt-outs, that's fine. But I'm here for any conspiracy talk, Josh. Somebody, uh, Greg Byrne is like, listen, guys. Nick told me he's retiring. Let's, let's get him in the playoffs one final time. One final time. What do you guys say?
2: <laughs> yeah, I like it. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm here for a good conspiracy theory.
0: The 405. As a huge Oklahoma fan, I respect a coach like Nick Saban, who has had a ton of success and was doing it the right way. My hat's off to him. He's the GOAT. Again, like I said, I don't, I don't live and eat and breathe the uh, – the message board accusations, and I'm not casting dispersions on those who do. um, But I'm sure there's something out there that, well, Alabama's been cheating forever and blah, blah, blah. But Nick Saban, you know, never got caught if that was the case. But I don't remember him being up on much once Saban came in. There was a way he was going to do it. And listen, let's take a moment to think, how many coaching careers that he truly saved? I mean, he brought he brought guys in that were left for – I mean, Lane Kiffin, when he was fired on the tarmac at USC, was left for dead in the coaching industry, right? Two, two of the prominent names
2: that yeah. are being floated about and bandied about as his replacement, he saved their
0: careers. Sark is not at Texas without Nick Saban. Nick Saban, when Mike Stoops was let go here in Norman, brought him to Tuscaloosa. And and just, you know, everything I've heard, it was an incredible experience to learn. Butch Jones, right, was guffawed and laughed because he's got winners in life. But he got another head coach's job by going to Alabama. Um, who's the, oh, gosh, I'm blinking on the guy, DJ, DJ Durkin. Oh, my gosh had one of his players die during a, a conditioning drill and again he wasn't responsible for it but yet i mean it was a it was like a scarlet letter that had hung around him and he goes to alabama and he rebuilds his reputation shows how he cares about players and he gets a major dc job so again i'm not I understand the impact, right? There's a tweet that's making the rounds about, you know, uh, what the president said in that, you know, we might have paid, Alabama paid $130 million over 16 seasons to Nick Saban, but you could argue he was worth more than $1 billion. Alabama Chancellor Robert Witt, quote, Nick Saban is the best investment this university ever made. Right? That's awesome. But there's so many cool little things that he did that I don't think get Well, I think everybody gets the Betty Ford kind of clinic mindset of the the coaching uh, rehabilitation process that he goes through. But I don't know if we've really, truly embraced just how successful it was. Uh, And then one more. I always like whenever someone uses you know good and well, because that's what my papa would always say. You know good and well, that's not how you do it. The 909. You know good and well Saban didn't want to deal with NIL portal into his mid-70s. Well, I mean, if you listen to this show for all three hours, like I wish I could get you all contractually obligated to do, then you would have heard Ryan Fowler say that exact same thing. So, in his mind, I mean, we asked him point blank, right? Did Nick Saban leave because of NIL? It's like, yeah, I think so. And then I quickly couched it. His opinion, right? I think ESPN is about to drop a bag on Nick Saban. And I think game day is going to be Nick Saban, Kirk Herbstreit, Pat McAfee, Desmond Howard, Stanford Steve. I'm going to thank Lee Corso for all the work that he's done. All right, um, those are good. Quick break. We're back with a full rogering of the Knippel Myers Chevrolet text line. As we're on location at Cavins today, remember, uh, it's getting ready to get Nasty. Freezing temperatures are coming. Winter storms this weekend. Frozen, broken pipe flooding your building. Flooded building. Cavens is here to help. Store the number in your phone so you have it. Emergency services, 24-7-365. That number, 405-573-3048. It's the Plank Show. Mopping, roofing, and construction. They bring us our number three right here. It's
2: the Plank Show. We're back, baby. Josh Elmer alongside Chris Plank. Mopping, roofing, and construction. They've got you covered, Oklahoma. Give Bob Moppin and his team a call. 405-703-3843. Moppin Roofing, a full-service company, family-owned and operated with over 35 years of experience. Well, it is uh, a day of reaction to a series of eras, uh, prominent eras coming to a close Mm. when you uh, think about the, the big names that uh, have vacated some prominent positions, one Pete Carroll with the Seattle Seahawks, Bill Belichick, of course, uh, the the winningest NFL coach uh, in terms of Super Bowls of all time from the New England Patriots. But most of our attention, of course, has been centered on Nick Saban retiring from Alabama, Jeff from OKC off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Next season for all teams just got bigger. With the start of the 12-team playoff, plus Sabin being gone, there's a void for the national, national media to crown as their favorite team.
0: A void for the national media to crown as their favorite team. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, what's, uh, what's a coach that is that they like but is also kind of surly? Oh, maybe a little Kirby Smart, right? I might be the guy that they fall in love with. That's a good question. But yeah, it's uh, not only do you have the 12-team playoff, save and gone, but who will the national media decide is their favorite team? You know what's kind of funny is if you told that to Alabama fans, they would think you're crazy, Jeff. It's like they hate us. Here's a <laughs> candidate that uh,
2: many are not talking about, but put on the uh, the big board from Sean. He's rested. He's tan. He's ready. It's Coach O time, Tuscaloosa.
0: Well, it's the great – Coach O had the greatest line ever. He said, they told me they are going to pay me my $20 million. And I said, which door do you want me to leave? Front door or back door? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see you later. By the way, Sean's been on fire today, hasn't he? That's some good stuff. Good content from Sean.
2: As he uh, also texts, disappointment sweeping Canada and the CFL with the Ewers news.
0: (laughs) I'm just warning you guys right now. Texas, even with all of the guys turning pro, because yours has come back, they're going to be the talk of the non, 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 non-conference, excuse me, what am I saying, of the offseason. They will. They'll be like one that. of the
2: national title favorites, no doubt. It, it,
0: and if Sark stays. And if Sark stays, right? You know, what's – and hey, here's a question I have in all of this too, Josh, because I, a Diesel from Walters writes, I don't think Alabama wants Dabo – since he said he doesn't want to participate in the transfer portal. That's a fair point. But, I, you know, I'm thinking about, like, Dabo's candidacy and Sark and Mike Norvell and Lane Kiffin and Kalen DeBoer. Bob Stoops, if I remember correctly, I mean, he had a say, right? He went to Joe C. and said, I'm retiring and I, and I think this is our guy. If if I remember everything correctly, now I've slept since then, I could be off. I wonder if Nick Saban is saying that as well to Greg Byrne. Now, remember, Bob left in June. That was well after spring ball, so it was a little different, you know, timetable. This is a full-off season. I mean, you think Nick Saban would say, Greg, I'm retiring. Um, we'll go do TV and hang out with Miss Terry. And I think this is the guy you should really target. Do you think he wants that? Do you think I, he should have it, right? And do you think that guy would be Dabo in his mind?
2: I, I think that he does have that. And I don't know that he necessarily wants it. it, it Nick Saban strikes me as someone that uh, he, he doesn't want or need that control going forward. He's leaving his position. The job's done, right? Yeah. But uh, he, he owes it to Alabama, I think, in his mind to offer his expertise and insight on who he thinks would be a good candidate. And I think that, yes, he would push uh, strongly for Dabo Sweeney. So mm. we'll see. And we heard as much from Ryan earlier today, right, that mm-hmm. Nick Saban's in the building and he believes that, yes, he is – he's. Uh, providing input on this coaching search.
0: And, and you want to hit a, one more quick one before we uh, before we break. By sure. the way, Dot said uh, Dan Landing, future media darling. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one.
2: Uh, let's see. I said last night, Coach Saban doesn't like the pay for play. It's affected the game. That's from UConn Al, which has been a popular thought today.
0: Yeah, and you can even look in the college game and think about some of the guys that. Maybe you could view retiring early the Jay Wrights, the uh, Mike Shashevskys of the world that didn't seem to like it. You see coaches that have kind of hardlined things that are struggling now, like the Tom Izzo's of the world. you got to adapt. Um, and now you're starting to see it, uh, it. Bob Stoops, Chris Peterson, you know, names of guys that you thought, oh, they'll coach forever. But they're like, ah, you know, I think I'll uh, go enjoy my life a little bit. Coach did some TV. He did radio with us this year. He's on with Teddy and Tyler every Tuesday. Uh, He's coaching. He's coaching, and now what is it, the UFL? He's loving life. I think there's also something to be said about, you know, maybe. And also, let's remember, these dudes are in their 70s, right? It kind of shows you how (laughs) you take care of yourself, you take care of your body. You can still be considered someone that's doing a great job at 70. I mean, whenever I started working, I kind of thought 70 was going to be where I was taking a dirt nap. You know, now you've got these dudes that are coaching into their 70s. We're like, oh, man, retiring so early. It's like he's 71. <laughs> what do you mean retiring early? But I do think that they would charge forward, Josh, if we didn't have such a uncontrolled pay-for-play going on right now in the recruiting world in both basketball and football. Uncontrolled. All right, quick break. Let's put a wrap on the show with the Primrose Funeral Services. Final thoughts next right here on The ref. Thanks to uh, Ryan Fowler. Thanks to Damon Miner for joining us on the show. Uh, I tweeted the link for the Hope Driven Coaching Series that Joe Blankenship joined us to talk about on my Twitter feed at Plank Show. Uh, Thanks, as always, to Gary Cavins for hanging out with us here at Cavins Group. And, you know, Steelman's going to talk about him a lot coming up. Four zero five five seven three three zero four eight. We're gonna get, we're gonna get some wind. We're gonna get some cold. Be prepared with Cavens Screw Primrose Funeral Services. Final thoughts, uh, primrosefuneralservices.com. dot Josh, I, you and I joked about how we didn't get the. Why are you guys not talking about Oklahoma today? Kind of text, but I, I think everyone kind of, not kind of. I think they understand. The far-reaching impact of Nick Saban's retirement is massive. And I think for some people, like myself, it is a little bit of a, okay, all right, this is nice. Knock down one of the uh, evil empires. At least their leader is gone as we slide into the SEC. temporarily, right? It, temporarily, it, it, right. It, I mean, it
2: does make Oklahoma's SEC path on the surface today easier.
0: Right. Right. Well, let's see who they hire. And if you were listening to Ryan Fowler, he said he expects something done before the weekend. I don't know if you guys looked at the calendar. Today's Thursday. <laughs> that means that he, and, and who knows? We don't know how many people behind the scenes have known about this, right, Josh? They may have been working on this for a while now. But kudos to not getting out. What, Chris Lowe was the only guy that had it? Can, can you imagine being Ryan Fowler? You're doing your radio show. You're talking about the NFL playoffs. you got John McClain on. Oh, and all Nick Saban like, retired. <laughs> Hold on, John. <laughs> Final thoughts, as always, brought to you by Primrose Funeral Services. Check them out online at primrosefuneralservices.com. Still man thune at noon coming up next. Oh, they're going to be all over this and more from Cavens on a Thursday. We'll see you back at Riverwind tomorrow on The Ref.